In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hello and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I'm Aileen and I'm Brittany. And today we need a drum roll. I think Brittany, we are joined by busy, I was really about to do one. <laughs> busy Phillips. What's up? Welcome. Hi. Thanks, ladies. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. We it's love my pleasure to have you. Um, <laughs> happy Mother's Day, first of oh, all. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. This Mother's Day for me felt a lot about my own mom, and not as much about me as a mom, because we surprised my parents after a year and a half of not seeing them in person um in arizona and my mom like lost her shit it was the cutest yeah literally that's what i was gonna say we saw your instagram (laughs) (laughs) we cried we were watching we were crying we were were like oh (laughs) really nice that was really sweet crazy well yeah i mean so look i think like a lot of people um and a lot of people have that, another experience. But I don't live close to my family, my my nuclear family, my core or family of origin. That's what my therapist says, my family <laughs> of origin. Um, and uh, but my sister and her family do live close to my parents. And uh, my husband, Mark, d- we haven't lived close to his parents, but his brother and sister-in-law and their kids live close by so during this pandemic and the shutdown obviously we took it very seriously travel was restricted our parents are older and you know high risk Mm -hmm. and so we didn't we didn't see them we didn't we couldn't make journeys to go see them and it was really hard and it's hard for my kids too because I have a 13 year old and uh well almost 13 and almost eight I say Birdie's 13 because Birdie just feels like 40 already. So <laughs> as an old soul, 12, 12, 12 and seven year old. And, you know, and it, it's just been a long, it's just been a long year. Yeah. Do you guys live close to your parents? Do you still, are your parents still alive? R- yes. Yeah. Right I, now. Yeah. I live close to my whole thing. I'm in Long Island. My whole family is here and I feel, I feel very grateful for that. I do. So you've been able to see them. Yes, I have been seeing them. We didn't for a long time, I would say for like in the very beginning, I wasn't seeing anyone. And then um, over the summer, we're like, okay, we'll do like outdoor things. Sure, with, sure. With and gloves. Then, yeah, with, with like gloves, a hazmat suit. Mask. Yeah. And then, um, you know, as the fall came around, we're like, all right, if we promise we're only seeing each other, let's do it. You did like a pod. Yes. Yeah. But you surprised them because that like, she she didn't know your mom no so we moved to new york we were in our we were in la 
for um, um ever forever yeah um and we moved to new york in september and i am doing this tv show here and working and yeah we were we got vaccinated and made plans to go down to dc to see mark's parents and his brother and everything a few weeks ago and as we were making those plans i was like wait we can we can oh. see my parents. Like, <laughs> yeah. My parents are fully vaccinated. My sister and her husband are fully vaccinated. And I was like, wait, we could we could do this. Right. And Mark was like, yeah, well, when do you want to? And I was like, well, I have all this press for the show. So that's a little tricky because I have to like be most, even though a lot of it's virtual, it's like, you know, it's just hard to yeah. travel with all your stuff, whatever. Anyway, um, so... The show comes out Thursday and then it's Mother's Day weekend. <gasps> Mother's Day weekend. <laughs> Let's do it. And so we fully just did it. I got my sister in on the surprise because I needed some logistical help because my parents are kind of wild and like I never know if just randomly they're going to be like, well, your father and I decided <laughs> to like drive to, you know, <laughs> somewhere and just like rent an Airbnb. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I'm here. Um, they decided to drive to you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I swear, I swear to God. But uh, so my but my sister, it was actually good because my dad had scheduled his like yearly colonoscopy. <laughs> and so my sister had to like lie to him to get him to move it so that he wouldn't have like to like said. be fasting. Well, she said that uh, we have she has two kids, uh, her older daughter, Josie, and her son, Bob, who's in the video, he's like kind of the star of the video, honestly. <laughs> he's like, Auntie Bessie! Yeah, it was really <laughs> cute in the beginning. He's so cute. Yeah. He's the cutest kid. <laughs> I mean, truly, my sister gave birth to a cartoon character. It's like <laughs> the sweet, he is the sweetest, Aww. cutest kid. But, um, he, but anyway, so no, because of that, like no one can say no to little Bob. <laughs> like he's just, you know, I, he's, you just can't say no to that kid. Yeah. And he's really sweet. He's not bratty at all. So you never want to say no to him. Um, so Leanne called and was like, wait, dad, your colonoscopy is on Monday after Mother's Day. Ah, really didn't want to ruin the surprise. But little Bob and Josie were going to cook a special thing for you guys for Mother's Day. So you can't you can't be fasting the day before and prep. Can you move the colonoscopy in? So my dad was like a little grumbly about it, but did it, you know? Right. That's nice. He moved it. That's like yeah. so sweet. <laughs> I know. I think a lot thank of people goodness. would be like, sorry, I'm going. <laughs> well, I think thankfully, this is why I said to Leanne, I was like, just make sure you say it's Bob. It was little Bob's idea because no yeah. one can be mad at little yeah. Bob. Uh, little Bob. Um, I love that his name is little Bob. <laughs> well, it was baby Bob, but now he's like taken umbrage with baby right. because he's oh. like, I'm not a baby anymore, guys. Of I course. am five. Until he becomes adult Bob. <laughs> well, adult Bob is his father. So, okay. so he'll, yeah, he'll I guess he could be Bob Jr. I don't yes. know. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, he's sweet. But so my mom, I, I had talked to my mom a lot last week about you know because the show was coming out because girls five eva was coming out my mom was really excited and there was a lot of press and things she could watch me on including this incredible live stream at the hollywood bowl that sarah Bareilles did that she invited us the girls from the show on to sing with her at the hollywood bowl so my mom was watching that my mom was literally texting me while we were on the airplane going to arizona saying like 
this is making me miss you. Like watching you is making me miss you so much. I really hope we can figure out a way and a time that we can see each other. And I was like, I know mom, me too. (laughs) I'm going to work on it after I'm done with all this press next week. Were you like Eva laughing in the back? (laughs) I mean, I just was like, I was concerned that she was going to like really lose it. And like, it would be too much, you know, but it was perfect. It actually ended up perfect because Leanne, my sister was like, I think we should do it in a restaurant so she doesn't like lose it. Like, you know, she will have to have some level of decorum because they're in public. And I think Leanne was right. Um, Leanne, though, wrongly was like, I think we could tell the kid her kids. Oh, no. She's like, I think we could tell the kids. And I was like, absolutely not. No. Like, Bob will for sure spill it. Yeah, no. And the other thing that's nice is that a little bit like I'm trying to consistently find silver linings from this past year and a half is that uh, my sister's daughter Josie and my little one Cricket formed a really really tight bond over quarantine and the pandemic online like FaceTiming each other and playing Roblox together (laughs) and Animal Crossing are they the same similar ages yes Josie's uh nine and cricket seven seven. okay so yeah it's so cute that's really cute and so i've always sort of been a little bit like how are these kids going to have a relationship we don't live right very close we only see each other on holidays and they are like bread and butter it's the cutest thing i guess that's what makes like all this like connection through social media nice yeah for and it helped us a lot this past year and a half for sure oh my god um so you mentioned your two kids, and uh, so how? So we know they're almost thirteen and eight, <laughs> twelve and seven, thirteen and eight, twelve and seven. I mean, I mean, am I still like I'm like one of those moms who's like she's four hundred and thirty-seven <laughs> months old? I don't know, but I do feel like how old are your kids? How old are your guys' kids? I have um, my son will be three in July, and I'm pregnant with my second, doing a month. Oh my god! Congratulations! Thank you. When are you due? I'm due June twenty first. <gasps> my birthday is June twenty fifth. Oh my god! Maybe I'll have a late baby on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to get it into the Cancer and out of the Gemini, so you just want to hold on for two more days. <laughs> Don't even get me started. So I think I'm getting induced on the fourteenth, and I'm like, oh, oh my god, the okay. baby's gonna well, be a okay. Gemini. <laughs> well, let's just see. We don't know what the rising is. We don't know. I know. It could still work into, out. I know. I know. Is it a girl or a boy? A boy. My second <gasps> boy. Two boys. I actually think Gemini boys are a thing. I think that's a. I think that's better. Oh, really? Than a Gemini. Okay, I'll have to read up on it. All the Gemini women listening are like, "Fuck!" You, my, one of my best friends is a Gemini. She's gonna be like, "You bitch." <laughs> Listen, I feel like I have a lot of Gemini in me, but I'm really Leo rising. I'm very into that. I'm a Leo. I'm very into the astrology. Well, I'm, oh, you are. I'm pregnant with a potential Leo. <laughs> yes, you're you are. When's, potential Leo. Potential Leo. Due date. Um, she is due August 22nd. So it's like right on the verge. But uh-huh, I don't know uh-huh. anything about Leo's. We're or amazing. Anything. <laughs> that was such so, a Leo thing for me to say. <laughs> it was a Leo thing. For, Birdie is a Leo. My older kid is a Leo. August 13th. I almost just said the wrong day for Birdie's <laughs> birthday. So but bad. I was thinking, well, I was thinking of Birdie's birth uh, uh, due date, which was the 15th. Okay. On the, the night. Original. You're August 19th? Yes. 
Oh, okay. Wow. okay, guys. We, we're well, going through it. We're just okay. getting through it. <laughs> so your kids are... Leos have great hair. <laughs> great hair, right? My mane. My mane. Oh, great. Your mane. Yes. <laughs> Birdie has, like, the craziest, most intense, thickest hair. Um, so nice. Came out, like, f- like, hair from head to toe like really covered in hair so yes. alien be prepared you're gonna have a baby just why had so hair. much heartburn <laughs> Wait, me too. that's what i had with birdie i had so much heartburn and everybody was like old wives tale you're gonna the have hair. the baby's gonna have so much hair and i was like okay all right everybody and yeah. then that kid came out and when i tell you that birdie had hair from their eyebrows like there was no hairline it was just all <laughs> hair that's amazing hair on Birdie's ears, hair everywhere. I mean, all the forehead Aww. hair thankfully fell yeah, off. Yeah. But um, it was like I was like, oh wow, I gave birth to an animal, <laughs> like to a little, a, a little, little lion, a little cub, a yeah, little Leo a little cub, cub. <laughs> a little Leo cub. That's exciting, yeah, ladies. Yeah. yeah. So how that's are you what's both feeling? For us. <laughs> we're we're in it together right now. Wait, Alien, okay. are you? Do you have? How old is your older? I don't have an child. older. This is my first Wait, child. I've. Yes, I am with child, <laughs> but it's inside my body. <laughs> that is, oh, wow. that is my first. I never want to have that happen again, but I <laughs> I am happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. It's been wild. It's been wild. Do you wild. know what kind of um, birth you're planning to have? Like the kind where they give me an epidural and oh, okay. I'm okay. High, in, a, in a hospital setting. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. Um, you know, it just happens smoothly that's all yeah, i great. want great just keep saying that and <laughs> envisioning it and it will happen it's just, just and keep I'm... telling the baby that that's what you need <laughs> yes we have to manifest our fast quick easy deliveries <laughs> wait Brittany, you're gonna get induced are you having a yes. you're not having a c-section no so i had a four and a half hour delivery with my first just because like I couldn't push him out. He, first of all, he came out with his elbow out and he was sunny side up. So he was sunny side up. Yeah. I had, yeah, I had, I had back labor too. Oh. I had like a flipped, birdie was flipped. It was it not was, flipped, I, not flipped, breech. No, flipped yeah. They're sunny side up. Yeah. Yeah. They're face up. That, I didn't know that was painful. a term. <laughs> sunny side up. Painful. It was very painful. And then my epidural wore off and it was just like not okay. So my doctor was like, we don't really want that to happen again. So mm-hmm. maybe we just schedule a week early and keep him a little bit smaller. And uh, cause how old was your, I mean, how big was your first? He wasn't even that big. He was seven, four, but all, uh-huh. because of like all the other things that were going on, uh-huh. um, they said he came out like, an, like probably like an over eight pound baby. Right. Jeez. So Birdie was nine pounds, seven ounces. What? That's oh, a big wow. baby. I pushed for three and a half hours. Okay. So you understand my pain. Yeah, I pushed yeah. for three and a half hours. Same, four and a half had, hours. I had no epidural. Oh I didn't god. do pain drugs. Oh my god, at all with either one. But like with the first one, I that was like a very conscious choice, and I was like thought that I would win some award, <laughs> which you don't. You don't. No. It turns out no one gives no one you gives, a, no, no, an Oscar. No one gives for you that. a medal. <laughs> I know. I know. I was hoping for it, but I didn't get it. But I did get a baby and. A full episiotomy and um <laughs> that's good stuff. it was a lot <laughs> it was a lot <sighs> it happens but now here we are oh almost 13 years later 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So how, how do you feel like parenting has changed? And now it's been almost 13 years. How has parenting changed for you over the years? Well, every, every, uh, wow. I mean, every phase of your kid's life is a new challenge and a new joy, right? So like, you know, I really feel for parents of toddlers, parents of little ones, like parents of, you know, you only know up till your own experience, right? So yeah. I'm in the teen teen years now, and it's a it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot, and the hormones of early teen period vibes, and because I, you know, I have a girl. I mean, truly, like Birdie got their first period during the first lockdown quarantine. Oh and wow! Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> That's a but lot. you were there just because of but were you there well, were you well, of course so yeah so in, in in from a positive perspective because of lockdown you were there to be right with like Bertie. they weren't at school or anything exactly yeah yeah no that's true that's true by the way Bertie like didn't even or you weren't working somewhere else you know right that's right that's right Bertie like really fully like was like oh oh is that what that is oh okay cool <laughs> like so <laughs> chill about like, it not even like so nonchalant like oh Oh, weird. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. I guess. <laughs> like, I guess that's my period. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> but then that's mature. I will say after, well, everything Birdie does is mature. <laughs> Birdie is the one who like, I had to have the sex talk with Birdie in. I can't. Well, I, had, I have to ask Mark. I think it was early second grade, <laughs> which is early. Yeah. Because because they were learning about DNA in science. And in the car, Birdie was like, mom, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I was like, what, what, what don't you get? And Birdie right. was like, well, if, if I have your DNA and dad's DNA, but you grew me inside you, how dad's DNA get in me? <laughs> That's actually really astute. Like yeah, yeah, no kidding. the kid is yeah. <laughs> obviously, Birdie's a genius. But I but also then I was like, um uh, okay. You're missing I I, this piece uh, of the puzzle. Uh, uh. <laughs> so yeah. we're doing this, we're so, having this conversation. Yeah, so I like fully panicked and was like, I don't know, I'll get back to you on that. Because I do think that there's a like a great thing to know as a parent is that you can always say, like, I don't know, I'll get back to you on that. Right. If you don't know how to answer a question in the moment. Or if you truly don't know the answer to a question in the moment, you could be like, I don't know. I'll, that's an interesting question. I'm going to get back to you on that. And I think that the trick is you have to actually get back to them on it. Yeah. So I dropped Birdie off at the bus stop. I called uh, one of my friends who has an older kid and was like, help. What do I do? What? This is the question. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, first of all, like get this book to give them. But also just like you have to make it very sort of nonchalant and cash like just very casual conversation and explain how things are. And, you know, Birdie already knows about their body and appropriate words for body parts because that's like how we raise our kids right. in our house. 
Um, and so you just have that, you just have this conversation where you're just like very matter of fact and it's like almost like you don't make it a big deal. You don't sit them down or anything. It's just like, <laughs> so in the car later that day, I picked Birdie up from the bus stop and I was like, hey dude, remember when you asked me this morning about the DNA thing? And Birdie was like, yeah. I'm like, well, so this is how babies are made and just told Birdie and Birdie was like, how graphic did huh. you get? <laughs> like, what, what did you yeah, say? What do you well, say? Oh, I said I mean, I literally was like, you know how men have penises, like boy, men have penises and women have vaginas. You know how you have a vagina? Yes. And you know how there's like a hole up in your vagina that the pee doesn't come out of? It's the other hole. And Birdie's like, yeah. And then I said, well, when you're a grown up and you decide that you would like to have a baby, there's a thing called sex. Have you ever heard that word? And Birdie's like, I think so. And I was <laughs> like, okay, well, sex is like when the dad, the man puts their penis inside a woman's vagina and then he's got like this stuff that comes out of his penis i know this sounds like science fiction but it's real and <laughs> the dna uh, comes out <laughs> the dna comes out that's where the d and i said i said that i was yeah. like that's where the dna is and then it goes into an egg and she, and birdie was like i was born from an egg and i was like well yeah i mean it's not like a chicken egg but yeah like we have eggs inside of us and i was like i got this book from the American Girl doll store. <laughs> it's at home and you can look at it Sex later. We can store. read it together. <laughs> no, the American Girl doll like has a few of those educational books for younger kids. Like I think they're called The Care and Keeping of You. Anyway, yeah. I was just like very matter of fact. We got out of the car and Mark was there and Bernie was like, "Dad, <laughs> mom just told me how I was made." And he was like, "Uh-huh." And Bernie was like, I mean, that's so weird. <laughs> and like, yeah, it was really so weird. weird. It is really weird to wrap your head around it, but it's like totally normal and people do it when they're, you know, much, 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 much older. Well, yeah. I think that's like great parenting advice just a bit about the like the tabling the combo and then right. circling yeah, back later. <laughs> yeah. I, well, because sometimes I think you do get like, I mean, I just know I've been caught off guard with really intense or hard conversations where I'm like, I don't want to do the wrong thing. I don't want to like, I want to make sure that in this moment I meet them yeah. in the right way so that I don't cause any trauma, damage, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trauma, whatever. You know what I mean? So, so I think it's always, and just in life, like it's like good advice, like just yeah. hold for one second and I'm going to get back to you on it. Right. <laughs> Got to do a little research guys. I'm going to remember this yeah. forever. So speaking of like conversations, you recently shared that Birdie came out and uses they, them pronouns. Was that yes. conversation easy, hard? Like, were you taken aback then? Did you circle back? Like, how did that go? How'd you navigate? Well, well Birdie came out um, at age 10 and, um, and I wasn't, no, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't. I was like we were it, I didn't need to circle back or anything I just very I was very um I said essentially bird I'm like so glad that you know who you are that's incredible um and that totally makes sense to me and uh and like that's awesome like yeah it's just great yeah and uh and Birdie, the Birdie's pronouns 
were later. Um, And that also was like, again, like, okay, yeah, sounds good. I'm into that. I get it. Yeah. Right. And I didn't. There's nothing to discuss. (laughs) Right. No, but I didn't get it. I did not get the pronoun (laughs) thing at all. And, uh, but I just sort of was like, got it. Yes. Makes sense. And then had to look it up and like talk to my own therapist and then like figure out what it meant kind of like, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because I, after I had talked about it on the podcast, um, a lot of people like people some articles writing things like um like that birdie came out as transgender i was like people it is really hard for people with pronouns to understand what it what it is or what it like quote unquote means right um birdie's pronouns are they them and it like just makes total sense to me now Bertie just doesn't identify with she, her pronouns or, or he, him pronouns, but they're just their own person. I don't know. Like, and, and I also just think that, I don't know, in a weird way, I think that we should all kind of just lose every pronoun except for they, them. You know what I mean? Like I just, now that I've read a lot and I don't know, I just think that dismantling the binary is kind of an interesting concept and i'm sort of impressed by younger generations see and like i do know from the books i've read and the people that i've talked to i'm not like it's not really i'm not supposed to be like i knew that they were um as their mom but like you're not really supposed to like because whatever anyway it doesn't matter but the point being i'm Birdie never was the kid that like had crushes on boys and but Birdie had so many boyfriends and like I actually remember Birdie's little best friend Killian who I love so much since birth we were the friends met in prenatal yoga and like Birdie's it was Birdie's first friend Killian and they went to preschool together and they went to elementary early elementary school together and I remember one day driving the two of them probably in like second grade first or second grade and Killian being like them just chattering in the backseat and Killian saying like oh and so and so likes this girl and this boy likes this girl and this girl has a crush on this girl and everybody thinks that Birdie is my girlfriend <laughs> and like I could I could tell that Killian was like right Birdie like you're my girlfriend and Birdie's like I know and it's so funny because we're just best friends and Killian was like I know but you could be my girlfriend Birdie and then Birdie's like yeah but you know we're just friends it's so weird it's just like you're my like brother like we're just like friends I love the voice (laughs) I was was melting in the front seat like melting for this little kid Killian who clearly had a crush on his gay girlfriend you know like yeah. Killian. like at the time like they were <laughs> seven years old right. um so also you know so also when Bernie came out to me like I had already had a million experiences <laughs> like that as mm-hmm. a little person that when they came out to me I was like okay. great like yeah. that's amazing that you ha- understand what you you know who you are and I love that for you and that's amazing and they have like an incredibly, you know, they're, Bertie's really lucky. They have an incredibly open and accepting extended family in like my parents and 
my sister and their her family and my husband's family. So in that respect, like Birdie's and I think that they know. I think they understand that fundamentally. I don't think they did it first mm-hmm. because Bertie used to say like, oh, the bare minimum that you just accept me. And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. That's not the bare minimum. <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> so being being that like, this is like a huge thing to go through and to like have to learn about yourself. What advice would you give to parents in navigating a conversation with your kids about gender identity? Well, I don't know if you need to, I don't know if you need to navigate anything. Or like starting I think a you, conversation. Well, I think you, I mean, I think you have, oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think you have to be open to where your kids, what your kids want to discuss and what they want to talk about. Yeah. And I think, you know, similar to race and race issues, right. like you can't just be like, we don't see color we don't see gender it's like right. these things do exist things exist in the binary mm-hmm. in this world that we live in and so it's your job especially as white parents especially as like if you're in a heteronormative home to like have conversations before it before it gets to the point where your kid is like I don't know what this, you know, like this is, uh, what is this? This is me. Like I, you know, like I think that that is partially why my kid was empowered at a young age to know the things that they were feeling were like, there was no shame about it. And there was no, there was nothing wrong with their feelings. Mm -hmm. And this is just, they wanted to let us know this is who they were. Um, because I do think like all of these things, all of these conversations in your home start like literally immediately because it starts with like the books that you pick. Yeah, it starts yeah. with the media that's consumed and the conversations that they overhear you having with your friends and your families. And, um, and when they ask questions like, you know, why is that person, you know, whatever they ask, like sometimes you can be kind of embarrassed by, right? Like by things that young kids ask in public. (laughs) I I do think having the grounding to say, even in the moment, like, you know what? We are going to have a whole conversation about that when we get home um, because I have things that I want to talk to you about, about the, you know, about this thing. And, uh, I don't know. Like, I think you just have to, I think you have to like be able to keep your cool with yeah. kids For sure. so that they feel empowered to come to you. Yes. Like we, I feel so lucky that we've fostered this environment with this kid where they come to us with like everything and, and shit has not been easy in the last few years. It really hasn't. It's been at times overwhelmingly difficult, like even in a home that is obviously accepting and and supportive you know birdie has still had struggles and in the world has been met with challenges from others from adults from you know other parents and things and like so to be able to have to know that they tell us so much 
not in a way where I'm like, we're best friends. They don't, Bernie does not think we are best friends <laughs> in no way, shape or form. Like I always like sort of, I don't know. I love it when people are like, oh my God, my little bestie. But then also I'm like, you don't want your kid to be your best friend, guys. You just yeah. don't. Like need you boundary. need them to know that you're, <laughs> but you need them to know that you are a safe place to land. Right. You know, and like right. that, and that you will always be a safe place for them. And so that's why you want them to share with you, not because you guys are like besties and you're the cool mom, like because you can help them figure things out and you can help make things easier for them when things are feel insurmountably difficult, which they will feel for all kids at some point, you, you can, know? And you could still be a cool mom and still well, obviously be that fucking safe, cool. like mother, <laughs> like figure, you know, without yes. being BFFs and then like you're on an even playing field. But like speaking of like you were saying, like the conversations they hear and, and everything going around them. What about like social media? I know like this whole Facebook, like Instagram for kids is happening. Like, how do you um, go about that? <laughs> like, well, I think it's I think it's super interesting because I think there are certain truths that are that are inescapable about social media, which we know, right? Um, but I also think it affects kids and younger generations differently than it even affects us. You guys are younger than I am, but um, I think that, I think that part of what is so necessary about empowering kids in social media is that like, it doesn't really seem to be going anywhere. We, it will, it will shape shift and change and become lots of different things. But, uh, but I think that at its core by the way i don't think any kid is going to want the facebook instagram for kids that they're starting just fyi <laughs> uh like i think that's i think that like bless you mark zuckerberg for trying to like you know steal the kids information yeah. too but they're just they're already on youtube it's fine <laughs> well it's like they're you know exactly. also they're like they're it's it's snap and it's and it's also just gaming it's games mm -hmm. it's twitch and like I mean, really, Twitch stream is like, you know, where all, all the teens are headed. <laughs> yeah. But I think that here's here here's been my like my take has always been with my kids and social media. Like, I think that putting too many limitations on a thing is dangerous because it makes the thing more appealing. I think that having honest conversations about the downsides of what a thing is. I'm just saying what thing because I don't I know what it's going to be even Brittany when your kid is able to log on. Like, we don't even know what the fuck it is yet. You I know what I mean? Right. Everything's going to be different. It's not. Think about that's right. 10 years ago. Totally. Like, I, it just like there's new things every year, hmm. every six months. Right. So like we can't even know what it's going to be. So I think having conversations about safety like continuing to have conversations about what's appropriate having conversations about like FOMO and what that is and if it's real and if some people just always feel it no matter what and if looking at your device too much gives it to you more maybe we take breaks from it but I don't think that I mean in my experience just as being a parent from being a parent and seeing my friends who have older kids parent putting like really strict limitations on social media has only made kids lie and mm. go deeper into it 
and like in in ways that are very unhealthy. So I've had a couple of friends whose kids have had that experience where they had, you know, oh, well, my kid is locked down and they don't have their own device. And I'm like, that's fucking wonderful for you. Guess what? They have a burner phone. Like, guys, this is like it's the new drug. You know what I mean? And so if like you're not treating it as such, like you are first of all your kid is lying i just i'm just gonna say like even though birdie tells us everything i'm not above thinking that like my kid isn't withholding some information obviously all kids withhold information yeah. from their parents they they have to because they're trying to like exercise their own autonomy right so you have to be smart about it and you have to like move through your parenting with the knowledge and like really be vigilant in making sure that you're like looking out for certain signs and things that could be problematic and being involved in the school in terms of like, you know, the administration and the teachers and like making sure you know what the deal is with the other kids. Like, even if you're not getting that information from your kid, because you might not be, you like have to get in there especially in this like I would say like this preteen to like early teen years until they really start to kind of like solidify and figure out sorry. who they are and and how they're going to move through the world right sorry I just really went on a TED talk <laughs> it was a hardcore TED talk no but I agree you want to switch gears tell us all about girls five Eva. Oh my god! And tell us about your podcast. Sure. Um, I don't really talk about parenting on my podcast, guys, but <laughs> sometimes we do. Um, I have a podcast called Busy Phillips is Doing Her Best with my friend Casey Saint Ange, who was my showrunner on Busy Tonight, which was my late night talk show. R.I.P. Um, and we had a we had sold. A, a podcast about something totally different and then the pandemic happened and the shutdown happened and everything like fell apart went upside including down. <laughs> went upside down including like the thing that our entire podcast was about which was us building this new company and this whole thing and like it just the we were supposed to have this meeting for our big funding like <laughs> march 15th 2020 in new york <laughs> okay like, that's that's when it all happened yeah <laughs> and it was just like done it was like literally overnight done and we were pretty bummed and then i started thinking about like pivots and when the things that don't work out in your life don't work out and how bummed you are but then you're like oh wait but now that window is open and um we didn't know what the window was yet but we started doing the podcast just about that talking to some really amazing people about times in their lives when they've been asked or forced to pivot from what they thought they'd be doing or what they'd planned on doing to you know what's brought them to the place where they are now so um that has been a lot of fun we've been doing it since uh august i think of last year 2020 and then i guess sort of my own pivot is was that I ended up doing this TV show, Girls Five Eva. Tina Fey called me kind of out of the blue in September, um, and said, "I know this sounds crazy, but we're doing a TV show." 
And I was like, yeah, it's the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> she was like, yeah, no, I, I know. But um, it's about a 90s girl group that gets sampled by a current day rapper and decides to try to make a comeback in their 40s. And I think I like lost consciousness for a second. And then when I came to, I was like, I'm conf- are you asking me to be in it? Are you asking me to be in it? Do you want me what? do you What's want my, my notes? <laughs> What's happening? Am I a consultant? What is it? <laughs> Tina, what are you asking me right now? Um, but she was asking me to be in it. And Sarah Bareilles, who's incredible, Renee Elise Goldsberry, who of course is from Hamilton and a million other things, is in it. Paula Pell, one of my comedy icons, um, who head writer on SNL for many years and now is having like a whole second act as a performer herself um is rounds out our girl group ashley park plays uh one of the girls in the flashbacks where there's flashbacks to the 90s and erica henningsen who was in mean girls ashley park and erica henningsen were both on um in mean girls on broadway and they're insanely talented and ashley's on that show emily and perry Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> Emily and Paris, Emily, Emily um, and Perry. That sounds so and fun. It's like it's and so it's, fun. Yeah. It sounds so good, and it's streaming now on Peacock, right? Yeah, you can watch all episodes. You guys, you're gonna like when you start to get closer to your due dates. I think you just want to spend one day in bed in air conditioning and just watch the whole <laughs> show. You'll be so happy I'm, you did that. I'm gonna put my PTO in now to binge watch. <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to like load really- shows like in my like because sh- I know I'm going to be like just binging television. Yeah. So you got also. Yeah. Like in those early weeks right after you have a baby, it's such a fun time to just sit and watch shows because they don't do anything. Yeah. Just sleep. And also, especially if you're like nursing, you can't actually move. So you have right, to you can't. Like, keep something going on the TV. So just move the remote. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to see this. Um, I'm excited I to I love it. hear your podcast. So it's called Busy Phillips is doing her best. Everyone go listen to it. Thank you so yes. much, Busy, for joining us. Thank you. Sharing everything, sharing about Birdie, sharing about your family, everything. We really appreciate it. And you're you are doing your best you are the best (laughs) i'm trying listen and the other thing is like i know it's it gets tricky because i'm in a public space in a public sphere and you know i know some people are like why your kid is a minor like why are you sharing but these are like all conversations that birdie and i have had and i have to tell you like um i shared with everyone about birdie like per bird's request like per their asking like saying that i mean and and they're not wrong like visibility matters you know and right like i mean we know that and uh and i think it's i think it's important for other parents to like be open and not um not treat your your child's identity as a secret it's not a secret it just is who my kid is and and there's no like you know personally there's like obviously no it's we're very open and there's no nothing on it you know and so it makes sense for us for our family that that translates into my public life you know i also think it's it's so helpful to speak about it because a lot of people don't and so like how are parents out there supposed to know how to talk to their kids if they don't 
have the guidance from someone like you? Well, I mean, also books and podcasts. People are <laughs> way smarter than I am. That's how I learn everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're talking like, about but, it on your podcast. Yeah. And my therapist. And my therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's you need yeah. to be able to find it. I do, and I want, yeah, and I do think people should be having, you know, all of these conversations and in lots of different ways, you know, like I, you don't have to be like, maybe you're a person that doesn't like books. Like maybe you do like podcasts. They're find a podcast about the thing that you're interested in learning more about. You know, we don't all have time. We can't all go back to school. You know, we don't have the time. We're busy people. So like get the information when and where you can just make sure that you're getting it from good sources like i called the lgbtq center in los angeles and like got a contact there when because i just was like as yeah like as as much as i know i don't know everything obviously and like i need i need some resources and some help and some guidance and like you know you just have to be thoughtful and aware that like there's lots and lots of information out there in the world and you want to make sure that you're getting it from um valid sources for sure well also thanks for sharing that you did that because i feel like a lot of people wouldn't think to do that like call the lgbtq yeah it's great advice yeah oh yeah but like that's i mean so many organizations like exist to support yeah you know to support the community people don't think to do that they think like oh i don't think anybody does that actually you know so a lot of people feel i think that a lot of people feel like they're on their own in a lot of situations but in reality a lot of people are going through very similar well the other thing is and you guys should have this guy on your podcast i had uh dr harold koplowitz from child mind institute on my podcast and Child Mind Institute, it's a mental health organization for kids that um, is free. Basically, he his whole idea was how St. Jude's was um, established for cancer and to specialize in kids' cancer. And that's like all St. Jude's does. And it offers free care and resources and information. He was like, there's nothing like that for mental health services for children. And he's super fascinating this past year and a half you know we've obviously seen a huge uptick in kids having different you know mental health issues and um anxiety related disorders and things that are totally treatable and also very 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 normal and parents do get like freaked out about seeking help when their kids are going through these things and and really like that to me is such uh just such a huge disservice to kids because if we can if you can like get them help it's so it like can turn around like that and if you don't it can put them on a trajectory of like spiraling and um and so yeah so like much you know a lot of times i think parents get this thing where they like i'll just wait until my kid comes to me and i do think with some of these things you have to be the one that's like i I have to put myself out there i was lucky it with birdie i have a kid who's very much like up in my face with everything (laughs) (laughs) but when my our little one our little one holds holds it holds it in holds it in and we really have to go to her and find like quiet times and say like 
hey, bud, I noticed that you're really sad this week. Like, can we talk about what you're really sad about? Is something scaring you? Would you want to talk to someone else about it? You know, like we have to constantly kind of pull her out and check in with her. Mm -hmm. Not all your kids are going to be birdie like, hey, dudes, I'm gay. (laughs) Say them. Like support, you know, you can't. That's just I'm I know how lucky I am to have that to have had that experience. But I also have another kid that like demands um, a little bit more care and and me going to her and asking like trying to pull stuff out a little bit but i just like you know what these kids have gone through and like what they're all going through is i I can't even truly wrap my brain around it it's so hard so and and coming out of it on the other side like you guys have littles i imagine a lot of people who listen to your podcast have older kids too it's a mix we get a mix of everybody yeah because for the older kids i think coming out of this is a whole new set of challenges in terms of like what they've all kind of missed academically and Mm -hmm. but that they're still expected to be at you know meeting certain markers but they've literally not been in school a lot of these kids and it's so stressful on the schools and on the teachers and so stressful on the parents and socially a lot of them are just so used to now having the internet and online communication mm-hmm. that being in person is causing a lot of stuff too. So they're going to need a lot of support from all of us. Like we all have to be like, okay, yeah, we got to jump in. How can we help? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, how can we help facilitate this? And, there's so many yeah. levels of what like each age group has gone through. All like doesn't matter how old you are or what you went through. We all went through something, and we have to give that support to our kids, especially, and like know that this year was fucked up and what they had to go through is, we can't understand that. Yeah. No, and they've lost like my, Casey, my co-host on my podcast, her son didn't get a prom. He didn't get a graduation. He started freshman year of college remote. Yeah. He like, you guys, he got a girlfriend remotely. I don't think think they've ever met in person. Was it Killian? <laughs> no. <laughs> Killian's graduating from sixth grade in a few weeks. I'm so, so excited. Oh, Killian. Well, thank <laughs> you so much, Killian. Busy. Thank you. We really appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. And everyone, go check out Girls 5 Eva. Check out Busy Phillips is doing her best. And that is it for this episode of Betcha's Moms podcast. Thank you so much, Busy. We really appreciate your time Bye, and everything. This was so much fun. Really loved having yeah, you. I'm so glad. My best friend from high school is coming right now, so I'm so excited. Oh, I haven't seen fun. her in years. Tell Literally her we say years. hi. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. All right. <laughs> Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Follow Betcha's Moms on Instagram. And follow us. I'm at Aileen. Follow Brittany at Britt Rich. All busy Phillips. <laughs> and remember, there are no rules in this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom, right, Regina? Please stop talking. The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your emails to moms at betches.com. Betches.